You're listening to the Homeschooling Families Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Welcome. Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. We're David and Leslie Nunnery, and we are so glad you're here. I'd imagine that many of you share my desire to be more productive, and you're probably thinking a lot more about that as we're starting this brand new homeschool year. There always seems to be more to do than moments to do it. So today, we want to talk about five strategies that can really impact your productivity and the way your family and your homeschool functions. I'm excited for you to hear all about these. Today's episode is brought to you by Alpha Omega Publications. Homeschooling empowers parents to give their children an individualized education like no other educational setup can provide. With ALP, you can teach your children in the way they learn best while keeping homeschooling fun and full of excitement as you discover new things each day. Choose from multiple curriculum options to fit your child's strengths, learning style, and needs. Plus, you can save 30% if you order in August. Go to AOP.com to get big savings and free shipping on all their curriculum this month. Again, go to AOP.com today to save 30% on your curriculum. Hurry though, this sale ends tomorrow, so don't delay. Our family has used AOP resources throughout our homeschool journey, and it's always been a really good fit for us. So go to AOP.com today to check it out and see how AOP can serve your family as well. David, we know that God is a God of order, and yet for so many of us, order is not really what what is the most natural way to describe how our families function. I'm trying to say that as nicely as possible. Well, I, I think that uh, we created a tool that we uh, really kind of felt the same about what is going on in our family, what's going on in what I do on a daily basis, um, what we hear from families. And the the feeling is kind of like there's a car speeding down a road and you're like holding on to the bumper and you're just holding on for dear life or your life is more like um a rodeo you know <laughs> you're like you know on top of this bucking bull mm-hmm. and you're just holding on for dear life and when people start talking about productivity and they start talking about planners and they start talking about trying to order your life the immediate thought that you start to have is what am I going to kick out? Because there is so much that is crowding into my life. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And this is not something that is, uh, I mean, I know here at Teach Them Diligently, we talk a lot about moms in their day as they're homeschooling, but it's not just moms. I mean, fathers have the same problem. Our kids are going to college right now. They're having the same issue and they're just starting school. It didn't feel like that we had much of a slowdown in the summer. So what do you do when you have that scenario? Because it feels like chaos. Right. And, and I absolutely hate it when I get to the end of my day and I look back and I just feel like I've been spinning my wheels. I, all I see is the stuff I didn't get done instead of actually rejoicing in the things that I did, yeah. which is, I mean, shame on me. I get stuff done and then I just focus on the bad. So that's not my best quality. But 
we have found that there are ways that can kind of set us up for a little bit more success or, or set us up a little bit more for success. It can actually have a really big impact. So they're, and they're super, they're simple. Like we talk all yeah. the time about these simple fixes, but though they are simple and they make a lot of sense, they aren't always easy to implement because you have to actually think about it and plug them in and work at it at the right times. It, so and you the have things, to like push stuff out right, of the way. And, and prioritize it. So the things that we're going to talk about and the things that we have learned on this may sound really, really simple, but trust us when we say it's not easy. We fight it every single day and we know what we want to do. That's right. So there's five areas that we have picked out that uh, uh, the thought process is, is that if you, it, and we actually created an assessment and the assessment is based off of how many days per week do you do this one thing? And so you guys can things. join us for this assessment. So just think in your head as you're going, as we're going through it, how many days a week are these things true of? Yes. And so, uh, and so we broke it down by five. Five different things. And if you do these five things, and let's say that you go uh, from a uh, four to a five in like three or four of these areas, what we've always said is, is that you will actually see like a 30% improvement in how your day runs. Right. And it doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect, but it's going to be better. Yes. And better is massive. Bet better makes a really big difference. Now, I also, before we dive into these though, babe, I, I, several years ago, when you first kind of put this together and we first started implementing these things into our own family and trying to pass them on to our kids, we've talked, we've done discipline dares, we've done all kinds of stuff to really kind of implement these things with our kids as well. Yeah. But this is not something that you just made up. All of this kind of is a culmination of research and books yes. that have been read and and things really trying looking for answers so you've kind of synthesized down a lot of people's ideas to very actionable steps that really are impactful for families yes and so there are i mean uh i, I read a lot of business books i read a lot of books that are around theology and discipleship and what happens a lot of times is is that the content in those books end up crossing over to yeah. each other because I don't know how many times I have read a business book and then I've gone, well, that is just like this principle that is in the Bible. Hmm. And then you start actually creating these building blocks from there. Um, there that has happened a lot, right. or there is a business book and you take that concepts that are in the business book and you apply them over to the way our family runs exactly. or we end up, it ends up becoming a blog or a, podcast or a session or a book or anything Whatever, yeah. that ends up at, in entering into teach them diligently. And so there's some of this stuff that actually it's a, it's a summary. It's a synthesis mm -hmm. of a lot of different books. Right. Um, and so, you know, we'll take this first one. Uh, the first one is 50, 50 minutes more sleep. So get Order your day so that you can get 50 minutes, about an hour more of sleep at night. Yeah. And so what that came out of was a book called Rest. That is a fantastic book. In fact, I'm going to link that in the show notes. It's a great book. It's called Rest. Go pick up a copy because it's really good. And it was revolutionary for me. And, and, then I, and then I gave it to you and then it kind of blew you away as well. And so the idea is, is that you need seven to nine minutes. It's seven to nine hours of sleep every single night. And I'm going to tell you, and this is what I tell our kids all the time, 
your body's going to get on average seven hours of sleep. I don't care who you are. And if you don't give it to it, it is going to take it because you're going to crash at some point. Yeah. And, and that, that seven to nine, when we first started talking about this, that seemed so impossible. That just seemed like there is no way. How do I get up early and have my devotions and do the things and, and have time with my kids. And, you know, in, in full disclosure, we don't, always make this happen but when you kind of step back and you look at a an average yes, and you right. look at kind of the sum of you know a month's worth of days we are falling into this way more often than we're not even even though there are times when we're up really really late because as we joke about all the time you know, midnight is when teenage boys want to talk so yep. you know we still want to be available for that. But when you look at the kind of the grand scheme of things, it's still more often than not that we are prioritizing this. Yes. And whenever I bring this up, people always seem to bring up Edison or they bring up Tesla or they bring up these geniuses <laughs> that are in our past that they their stories of them never getting any sleep. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that they got catnaps throughout the day. And I guarantee you that if they started doing all of the math and they actually worked it out on exactly how much sleep that they were getting, when they put together the cat naps they were getting in a 24-hour period, they're getting close to this. Right. And they're getting more than they think that they're getting. And what the biographies will tell you that they're getting, they were getting a lot, of, a lot more sleep. There's stories of Edison only getting three hours of sleep a night. And like, he felt like this sleep was a waste of time, right. but there's store, there's pictures of him. If you go down and you visit his Florida mansion down in Fort Myers, you will see pictures all over the place of him sleeping on tables. <laughs> he has a cot that is in his little workshop room and he's getting cat naps of, you know, an hour to two hours throughout the day. Yep. And you start adding that up. And I'm going to tell you what you're going to find is, is that it's between seven and nine hours is what he averaged in a 24 hour period. And then you have other stories of people like Winston Churchill that wouldn't even meet with the king in the middle of his nap time. It was extremely important to these guys to be able to get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm telling you is, is that you need it as well. Right. And if you're depriving yourself of sleep, you're not going to be very productive the next day. And you need to be able to, and the 50 minutes more sleep is this idea of if you're only getting five to six hours, what happens when you get 50 more minutes right. per day? And so the way you would fill this out that is on this, uh, this assessment is that how many nights per week are you getting on average seven to nine hours of sleep mm -hmm. in a 24 hour period? Right. And so you would, the numbers are one to seven and you would feel, you know, okay, I'm getting three. Well, suddenly you started tracking this because people automatically improve what they track. That's the other thing. Just purely by tracking this, you're going to improve. If you go from four to six, you're going to see a massive improvement in the way you feel, both mentally, physically, mm -hmm. all the way around. You're going to be able to get more done. Yes. You're going to be happier. Uh, you're going to be smiling at your kids more. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be happier just in general. So right. that's the first one, 50 minutes more sleep. Well, and, you know, to that, 
that point that David was making, the way that you engage with your children, the way that you engage with your spouse is going to be profoundly impacted by this because you are not going to be so fried. We joke about burning the candle at both ends and we're trying to wedge all this stuff into our day. And we think that it makes us more productive when actually it's doing the exact opposite of that. So actually prioritizing going to bed, getting the sleep that you need and allowing your body to rest and recover and your mind to slow down. Um, you know, I, I pray every night about God giving his beloved one sleep. I pray that for me. I have a really hard time going to sleep a lot of times because my brain just races. I pray that for my kids, that God will give his beloved one sleep because I know teenagers and young young men, adult also have a really hard time sleeping. So God's word is, is a great a great thing to lean on in all circumstances, but there are a lot. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. There are a lot of verses about sleep that's really good to just pray back to the Lord as you're trying to implement this and train your brain to trust in him, rest in him, give your days to him because it is in giving your days to him that you are able to take the rest that he so much wants you to have. So, and rest is a productivity tool just as much as awake time is yep. or a planner is or anything else is. And that was one of the revolutionary things about that book rest. When we read it, it was really flipping the way people look at rest because when, when people think about rest, they think about laziness. Hmm. They think about you're wasting that time and you really need to flip that viewpoint. It needs to become more of a productivity thing where you go, I got to be able to get this rest. I can't stay up until 2 a.m. grading papers right. I tonight. I need to I, I need to put this away and I need to maybe get up earlier or I need to get the sleep that I need because if I don't get the sleep that I need, it's going to have this ripple effect into the rest of my week. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is, is that it's worthwhile to push everything else out of the way to make sure that you are getting at least seven to nine hours on average every single night of sleep. Yeah. So no matter how busy you are, you need to push things out of the way to make that happen. So. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on, we're, we're, uh, we spent a lot of time yeah, on that one, but, but it's so important. And it, it really is something that we, we are so quick to overlook. The second one that we want to talk about is, is something that we often lead with. This is, this is a, this is really the pillar of my day that I have had the longest. This one was the easiest for me to make sure always happened because this has been a habit for me since I was young. Yeah. So this one is a 20 minute block renewal. And basically what this is, is that it's devotions in the morning. Yeah. And the way the 20 minutes came about is, is that basically it's 10% of your day. And uh, the idea is, is that you spend at least 20 minutes um, each morning uh, with the Lord in praying and meditating. So mm -hmm. you are picking up the Bible and you are reading it. You are spending time praying. And so prayer is actually this meditative thing where you are actually pushing things out of your mind. Your mind is no longer racing and you are rehearsing back to the Lord. Mm -hmm what you just read in, in his word, or you are rehearsing back to the Lord uh, praises to him, mm -hmm. or you are actually rehearsing back to him 
I need help with this, this, and this, and this. You're casting your cares exactly. on the Lord. And really, 20 minutes should be the minimum. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, we spend, uh, what is it, an hour and a half? A lot of times. A lot of times. it's uh, Sometimes it's as much as two hours that we actually spend. But we're uh, also studying for things that we're teaching and stuff like that as well that falls into that. But once this starts, my point in bringing yeah. that up is that the reason why we end up spending that long reading the Bible and praying is because once you start this habit, it's like it grabs a hold of oh, you. Oh, yes. You don't want it to end. Well, and two, uh, about the prayer time. Prayer is something that I talk a lot about. I've spoken a lot about. There's a lot of information in 365 about it on the blog and that sort of thing, because it is something that God has really, um, really worked on my heart for years about. And it's been a, a habit that I have 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 focused on quite a bit personally. But one of the things that that I like to do with my prayers, because it keeps me focused, is I write them out as often as I can. What that accomplishes is not only keeping your mind from wandering, it allows me to, or it also allows me to take the scripture and purposely pray it back to the Lord, which is making it way more meaningful, way more um, a, really ingrained in my heart and mind. But then it also allows me to lay, as I'm laying out my cares, my worries, my concerns, my day, I'm able then to see how things are kind of working out as as I'm talking to God and and then God is is impressing on my heart and really directing my steps from there. So I would encourage you if prayer is something that is difficult or that you struggle with, just grab a journal. It doesn't have to be fancy and just start writing out those those prayers of your heart. It will it will help you immensely to stay focused and to be much more impactful with your prayers during this 20 minute, 30 minute, whatever of uh, time that you set aside during your day to focus on the Lord. Yeah. And so the 20 minutes is really just a minimum, honestly. And it's, it's uh, we are not saying, Hey, you need to limit your time with the Lord to 20 minutes. Really what we think is going to happen is, is that if you start doing 20 minutes that you're going to, it's just going to grab a hold of you and you're going to be sitting there for 45 minutes to an hour and you need that time. And uh, you need to do this at least once a day. And, you know, uh, David, early will I seek thee. Uh, there for a while, I was doing mine at night when we were much younger. I know that our kids do theirs at night. They're always talking to me about doing theirs at night. We do ours in the morning. And I, what I'm telling you is, is that you need this time. And so you need to push everything out else out of your, uh, what's crowding you. And you need to spend at least 20 minutes every single day in this time. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that have young children or you're at a season of life where it seems impossible, I want to encourage you that it isn't. It may look different. It may be a little more chaotic. I have, journey. you know, I talked about writing my prayers. I've done this for years. So I've got journals dating back to when I was in high school even. But a lot of my journals from, you know, 15 to 23 years ago, have little scribbles in it where my kids would, would be involved. They would be there. But you are also able to teach your children 
by example, even when they're young, that when mama, daddy is studying God's word, is spending that time in prayer, that they can be there, they can climb up in your lap, whatever, but they need to be quiet. And it's amazing how quickly they pick up on it and how they are able to actually start recognizing that. So, so don't feel like just because you have littles or just because it's a it's a season of life that seems impossible that you cannot do it. Be flexible and allow God to work even in those moments um, uh, when the kids were really really little and I was you know I I had three under three three it was very very intense at that moment in our lives. But during those days, a lot of times I would have my devotions while I was nursing or feeding a baby or whatever, but it it still was focusing on the Lord and spending that time with him and prioritizing that time. So no matter what season you're in, I encourage you to make that a priority as well. Yeah. And I don't want to cut this short and make it sound like that, you know, we, we, we talked about sleep first and then we went to studying the Bible and we're probably, you know, if we look back on this, we're going to say, spend a lot more time talking about sleep than we did about, you know, spending time in the word and prayer. What I want to be understood here is that we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. There's all kinds of strategies that you can employ to kind of give yourself discipline Mm -hmm. and to be able to actually have this as a, uh, a structure time. There's all kinds of strategies around that. The point here is, is that you need to do it every single day so, and then find ways to do it every single day. And and I want to, before we move on, we are talking specifically about productivity. And I think that people can understand how sleep ties into productivity and actually how probably the rest of these tie into productivity. But how does spending this time in God's word and meditating on that and in time in prayer, how does that add to productivity your day right so when you feel like you are on your own and you are all by yourself it that is going to impact the rest of your day you're just going to float from from thing to thing to thing to thing without any kind of structure so when you spend this time and actual renewal of your spirit by reading the uh, the Bible and praying to the Lord and asking for his guidance mm-hmm. and for his direction and for his clarity, it's going to anchor you through your day. And that's like just the minimum of what we're talking about right, right now, because that is just we're just talking about anchoring your day. But you're also got this element of, you know, uh, confidence uh, wisdom, direction. direction. Yeah, the I, Lord, the the Lord will direct your interactions with your children, with your spouse, with with your neighbor. The Lord, when you start your day and give it to Him, you're much you're you're much more tuned in to how He is leading you, and you also tend to get to the end of the day and look back and see His hand in ways that you would have missed otherwise. So it it really tunes you in and allows you to be, we talk so much about intentional parenting. This, by focusing on the Lord and seeking his wisdom for your, for as a parent, first thing, you're going to be much more intentional in every interaction with your kids through the day. And it is a fantastic tool to take full advantage of those moments that you're given, those precious, precious times, those conversations and so on with your children. Yes. And so 
Okay, so the next one would be uh, what we call 20 minute morning power blocks. And basically, uh, just simply put what this is, is that it's some level of activity. Um, it could be walking around the neighborhood. It could be uh, some level of, of um, uh, push-ups or sit-ups or whatever that you may want to do. It's just some level of aerobic exercise, getting your body moving uh, for 20 minutes a day. And what this is going to do is that it's actually going to energize you. Uh, it is going to get the blood moving that so that it, it actually helps with clarity. Right. Um, it helps me to be able to think. I go hiking, and that is a big part of what, what I do. And um, just the pure act of going out and hiking actually clears my mind and actually gives me the opportunity to think. It is really powerful to uh, when you're trying to uh, think of how you want your day to run or you're trying to solve a particular problem or you are praying, it is really powerful to walk. And again, you will look back, we're talking about all these biographies, Winston Churchill, all these guys, they actually had a habit of walking in the middle of their day. They would get up and they would walk. And the, the, the purpose of that was to think through everything that right. has been going on around them and it helped them actually reset their day yeah and as a as a parent and i'll talk specifically to moms you know there's there's a number of ways that you can incorporate this time even with your children you know i when the kids were little i would push them around in a stroller or um pull a wagon you know kind of upgraded to a wagon with three kids in it or um you know then when lila came along the three Others were walking alongside me and she was in the stroller by herself. But but there are a lot of ways at every season of life. Now I'm able to go out and first of all, I love to to get some sunlight in the morning. It changes your whole day to get the the vitamin D and just the fresh air and it just opens up so much. So at this point in time in my life, I will often put in headphones and listen to a 365 workshop or a podcast or something like that as I'm walking uh, often with Boo, our dog, around the neighborhood. Um, and the the other upside of that is I get to see my neighbors. I had a chat with my my neighbor this morning. And, you know, it's just it opens doors for building relationships with people as well as you're just kind of getting out. Your children need this exercise as much or more than you do. There is so much research that is done that with just 20 minutes of aerobic exercise, your brain actually works much better for like the next two or three hours. So kids are more apt to learn. You're more able to think clearly. All of these things happen when we just focus on activity for just a little bit of time. It doesn't take a lot and it also doesn't have to to be something that you dread. It can be something very, very enjoyable. You just want to get yourself moving. Yes. And I, I would say that one thing that you need to keep in mind on this is that this is, if you're going to do the walk, it's not just a stroll. Uh, you want to be able to get the heart rate going just a little bit. You want to be able to, to move and do what you can. Um, but in some of you, I'm sure that are listening to this are thinking I do, you know, an hour a day. And some of you are like, oh no, I, I can't, you know, I can't do this. It, the point here is that it's a habit that you're trying to build and that you need to do this every single day, something. And, and I don't go hiking every single day, but it is important to be able to get some level of activity for 20 minutes every single day 
because of the impact that it has on you. It has an impact on you mentally. It, it, it really improves your ability to be able mm-hmm. to get things done. Yeah. And so that's the reason why it's included in this. And so, so far we have 50 minutes of, of sleep. We have 20 minutes of block renewal, which is basically devotions and prayer. We have uh, 20 minutes of, of, of power exercise, block. power block, <laughs> exercise time. And then the next thing is 30 minutes of block time. And what this is, is that these are those big projects. And I think that we all have these big projects that are sitting around the house that they don't fit into like a habit, uh, like doing the dishes. You know, that is something that you do every single day and it's a habit, you know, vacuuming the house. It's a habit. Or something. <laughs> I know, guys. Uh, but uh, this is like those big things that um, maybe is seasonal or it's something that just keeps getting pushed off to the side. Uh, it is something that uh, actually takes focused time to get it done. I, 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 Leslie, every single season, she does the switch on clothes. And it is one of those things that just seems to just, you know, hard to find time to get it done. And so this is the kind of thing that would fit into this. And it could be anything. It could be painting. It could be um, cleaning out a freezer. It could be, um, uh, you know, just some sort of a big project that doesn't have a regular habit, habitual thing to it. It is real easy to kind of push off. It could be cleaning out a flower bed, um, just whatever it might be. And what this is, is that it's 30 minutes of time every single day that you are actually saying, okay, I'm going to do this thing. Well, and it doesn't even have to be always those big things. Sometimes it's just, I have 30 minutes on this day to catch up the laundry that has fallen behind or to get, you know, I've got these piles, piles in my room. I, if I took my 30 minutes today, I could knock that out. And then all of a sudden that laundry pile doesn't seem so overwhelming because you know you've got just this block that you're going to invest in it. The way that I always handled that was we would have a laundry party, which my kids still don't fully see the party part of, but I always <laughs> called it a laundry party. And everybody would come in and we would just knock out all of the folding and putting away and try to get that done in those 30 minutes because it's... It's not as overwhelming. And so when you have those 30-minute blocks, um, and and that's a good thing to teach your kids too. Hey, guys, 30 minutes, go clean your room really good. That doesn't seem quite so big and quite so overwhelming as, you know, those jobs that because they don't have a time set on it, it takes all day and they never really finish it. So the, the beauty of having a timed event like this is you tend to get a lot more done because it is an open and close box instead of just just allowing the task to take as much time as you give it, which if there's no close time, it just drags on and on and on. And often we never finish. That's right. And so the, when you do this, you do 30 minutes. What's going to happen is, is that you're actually going to move those projects forward. I mean, these are like things that just weigh you down. Yeah. Um, and we all have projects like that, the garage, you know, the garage just keeps filling up with stuff and you're like, oh, when are we going to get to that? Well, that's what this is for. Mm-hmm. It is to, uh, take those big projects that are just piling up on you and you just say, okay, today we're going to 
30 minutes knocking that out. And you'll be amazed at what you could get done in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And when you get finished with the 30 minute back and you go, okay, we got some traction on that. And it actually makes you feel better and it launches you into other stuff. Well, yeah. And you, we talked at the beginning about how often I look back and I just focus on the things that I didn't get done by being really strategic with the way that you're setting this stuff up. You can't help but see what you did get done. And it really, truly changes your perspective, changes your demeanor, changes your sense of accomplishment in a massive way, which feeds more progress in the days ahead. Yes. And so just to kind of circle back, what is this block time? This block time is for things that just are kind of falling through the cracks. They're piling up on you. They're becoming weights. They're not something that kind of fits into a regular habit. Again, like uh, getting the dishes done every single day. Although the dishes could actually be something like this if it piles up over three days and it starts <laughs> to become a weight, which sometimes when you and I go out, we come back and there is a sink full of dishes. It, so, you know, it is, this is something that has just piled up yeah. over time. Yep. And this is attacking those things that have piled up and we all have them throughout our house. Yeah. Um, and so you spend time, you go, hey, we need to clean up the hallway. The the There's stuff throughout the we hallway. We have little that, pockets of that, stuff. Let's attack that. Yeah. Uh, that's what this block time is for. And this block time is a great time to get your kids involved. Like I was talking about with the um, the laundry parties that weren't. But this is a great time because it's a parentheses to bring your kids in if it's a project that they can help with. But also on the other side of that, because this is a parentheses of time, it's also a great opportunity to let your kids go have some quiet time or play time or whatever, and you attack some things by yourself. So it works both ways. And it really, by setting some boundaries and some parameters on this, I think that you'll be amazed at how much you can get done little by little by little that just starts to steamroll and you get really excited about your newfound productivity. Yes. And so uh, the last one. Well, let's let's. So so just to make sure that that we don't kind of leave do anybody behind. Yeah. OK. So we started off with 50 more minutes, more time sleeping. And we went through how important it is to be able to get seven to nine hours of sleep every single day and the impact that it's going to have on you in terms of your demeanor and being able to get the rest of the stuff done. The next one was this 20 minute block renewal, which basically, you know, simply put is your devotions. It is prayer time and you're spending at least 20 minutes per day on that. The next one would be your morning power blocks, which would be exercise. So you you're spending, yeah, you block. like that. So <laughs> it is uh, 20 minutes of spending time in exercise. And again, this is, you know, 20 minutes of block renewal, you know, in your devotions and prayer time and 20 minutes in exercise. This is minimum type stuff, but you want to, this, this is baseline that yeah. we're, we're talking through baseline type stuff that provides a foundation for the rest of your day. And what you're trying to get done. And this puts you on an amazing footing if you do these things every single day. Uh, so we have the sleep. We have the uh, prayer and devotion. And then we have the exercise. And then we have the 30 minutes of block time, which we just went through that. Which that is like focus on these projects that just seem to be piling up on yeah. you. They become a weight. Uh, and other things that you are trying to get done. Uh, this is the kind of thing that you keep walking by and going, I got to get to that. I got to get to that. And it weighs more and more every and single more, time you time. look at it. And so that's what this 30 minutes is for is that it is for attacking those things yeah. and actually doing that. And then you have the last one, 
is 10 minutes of planning every single day. Now that you can do this at night before you go to bed and it kind of jump starts your next day, which is a great strategy. Or it could be that before I get started in my day, I'm going to spend 10 minutes actually planning what I'm going to do. And mm -hmm. so this could actually take the form of looking at your planner. It could be looking at your Outlook calendar. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, creating a short to-do list. I need to get this and this and this and this and just organizing your day. Now, what this does for you is that it actually helps structure what you're doing. Right. I think that there's a misunderstanding in this 10-minute planning time because basically what some people say or what some people think is now that I've done this 10 minute planning time, I have to do every single thing that is in this 10 minute planning time. That's not the point. Matter of fact, often I will do the 10 minute planning time and everything goes off the rails. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you've wasted this 10 minute right. planning time because what this 10 minute planning time does is that it helps you organize your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that is really powerful. Yeah. Well, and I've found that, you know, I, I alluded earlier, I have a hard time sleeping. When I kind of download all of the things that are on my mind and I put it towards a plan of some sort, oh, I didn't do this. Oh, I need to do that. All these things that actually is, is helpful for going to sleep. So I like to think it through it the night before, just because it's nice to hand that stuff off, you know, out of my out of my mind at that time. The other thing that I use a lot is reminders in my phone. I am at a stage where I don't really need a school planner. My I'm only homeschooling one now. So she she runs her own planner and I just kind of help her learn to do that so that she's learning to be independent. So my planner is more appointments and podcast recordings and stuff like that. So for these these smaller home tasks, these things that I want to make sure that I get done. A lot of times I'll just put them in my phone as a reminder, set a time so it'll buzz me. And then it, it's, I also get that little positive reinforcement. Hey, you need to, you need to do this now, which is also helpful for me personally, but whatever, whatever works for you is a great system. So lean into that. So, you know, the, the other side of this, you know, I'm not going to do the 10 minute planning. And so I'm not going to organize my day. I'm not going to think about the things that I need to do today. So I'm going to, I'm going to go on the other side of that. And what that other side is, is that it's constant reactionary mm -hmm. mode. It is, I got to check my email and then you're doing everything that, that so your emails running your day, or I'm going to go sit on social networking. Uh, Facebook, I'm going to go sit on TikTok. I'm going to do whatever. And that starts to run your day or you start your day and then your kids start asking you questions and they start, uh, you know, pulling on your pants and you're, you know, telling you what they need. And so now they are running your right. day or your husband is running your day or whatever circumstances are running your day. That's the other side of what and I'm that telling leads you. to huge frustration. A absolutely. And that's what we're actually trying to get out of mm -hmm. and talking about this kind of pathway to order and this five step formula to make massive, massive impact. We're trying to get out of the reactionary right. mode. And that's what this 10 minute of planning, this gets you on that road to actually, I have planned my day. And so mm -hmm. therefore, I have more control Yeah, and things happen, stuff happens, or maybe you think, 
this is only going to take me an hour to get this done. And it takes an hour and a half done. And then the next thing that you had on your list to get done, it was supposed to only take 30 minutes and it took an hour and a half. And it just kind of has this domino effect that still does not mean that your 10 minute planning time was a waste because the whole purpose of this is to grab hold of your day and go, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And so then you're not waiting for the next emergency or for the next child or for the next email or for the next whatever to come in to tell you what to do next. You have grabbed hold of your day and you're kind of in control from the very beginning. You may feel like, you know, the end of the day, we didn't have a very good day and everything came off the rails, but you still started your day with this idea of, I'm in control, right. which makes a massive There's difference. so much hope in that. There's so much hope of, of actually having your feet on the ground when you start and feeling like you have some control over the direction of things. Um, when you are living in constant reactionary mode, there is a hopelessness, there is a frustration, there is a brittleness that comes with that. And so you are much more likely to just react, to snap, to do whatever with whomever is in your way, which usually are the people that you you would want to hurt least of all, your children, your spouse. And, and yet we react in a way that is very hurtful a lot of times. So as you look at these five things that we've talked about today, you're going to be able to not only become more productive, but find the peace and joy and and um, really just those better days that come from a changed focus, a little bit more control over your day and feeling like you're being productive each and every day. Yes. And so what we're talking about here is these are kind of the baseline things. And so what you're going to find as you start down this road and you start actually seeing improvement is that, like I was saying before, you're not going to spend just 20 minutes in God's word. You're going to actually spend an hour in God's word. As, you're as going to time start, goes on. you're really going to start going, this is such a sweet time. And I'm really going to focus on this. Uh, you're not going to just spend 20 minutes in some level of activity or exercise. You're going to get a habit. You're going to get into a groove and you're probably going to spend 40 minutes to an hour doing something. And you're going to actually be able to look at these projects that are building up over time and you're going to say okay my next block time you imagine thinking rather than uh i am uh i got to get to that i got to get to that you think okay my next block time i'm actually going I'm to knock that, that out we're getting rid of that changes everything and you're able to look at it that way and then you also have this 10 minute planning time if you don't get to the end of your day and you still got two or three things on there you can actually take those and lift those and move them to the next day and so you actually have this structure and so again what i'm saying is this is the baseline Mm -hmm. and if you do these things it is actually going to set you up to this it will massively impact how you feel every single day you'll feel more productive you'll actually be able to look back and see this is what I'm getting done and it will get you on a firmer footing right. rather than feeling like you are completely out of control and you are just holding on for dear life. Yeah. And so this is the, this is the minimum. This is the minimum. And, um, uh, we have the assessment. I think we're going to link it in the, yeah, the we will, we will 
link that as well as a an email series that follows it that kind of walks you through each step of these. Yeah. Um, so I think that, or I hope that you'll go check out the show notes, sign up for that. Um, it's free. We just want to really help you get moving in this direction because it will make a massive impact on your family in so many ways. Thank you so much for joining us today, for spending the time with us. I want to remind you that uh, AOP's 30% off plus free shipping curriculum sale ends tomorrow. So be sure you go to AOP.com and get your curriculum today. If the Teach Them Diligently podcast has been helpful to you, has been a blessing to you, won't you leave us a review or a comment on Apple Podcasts? That will help us so much in getting to more people. Then too, if this, if the information here has been something that you think your friends or your homeschool group could really benefit from, share this podcast with them. We just pray every day that God uses the resources that we provide that we create for your family um, to really impact other families all around the world to help us all focus on pleasing and serving the one who put our families together and doing the jobs that he's called us within our homes the best way that we possibly can. So help us by sharing the podcast, sharing the, the articles, the assessments and that sort of thing. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you have a great rest of your day and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events, and then throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.